0: hello and welcome to the gridiron show coming to to you live from munich and we should really be in like some bavarian beer hall at this point with an umpar band going on with a stein in front of us all that great stuff and don't worry Oli Hunter, that's coming. That's coming. Don't you worry. It's because we've still got work to do today. So we're off to uh, Bucks and Seahawks practice as we are here in Munich for the first ever Germany game. It's sensational. I'm so excited. I'm Will Gavin. Oli Hunter is here. The biggest neck in Ireland. Michael McQuaid has arrived as well. <laughs> <laughs> you, t- you can't tell people things like that. Like Michael McNeck? <laughs> Necky McQuaid? <laughs>
1: Necky McQuaid!
2: <laughs> All right, Necky. <laughs> well, Lock-neck-y. hello, yes. Welcome to lads, welcome to Munich, this is it's great fun. This is the be... You've already been out here for like three or four days at this point. I
0: arrived in <laughs> last night. Ollie was here only yesterday morning. I mean we Not went this morning. This morning. Yeah. So we only went for we went for a couple of beers last night. But yeah, you've been here for three or four days now. How have you
2: absorbed the German culture? a point of note for everyone listening. Um I got here on Wednesday and I have to say I was saying to you lads like texting ringing and stuff and chatting last night. I, I know it's the first time over here in Munich, but I have never seen anything like this in my life. Like, I've never really been to Germany outside of going to like an NFL game or even a football game. So it's like even seeing a beer house for the first time is crazy. I have never been in one and the bars that they have set up for the Seahawks and the Bucks are like just... It's so different to London and I can't wait to see what it's going to be like like we're doing this on a Friday like tomorrow night's going to be crazy you
0: know what we should do tonight actually we
2: were just talking about what we're going to do tonight so right now we're sat in my hotel
0: room if you're watching this on the video version me and Ollie are on an actual chaise longue <laughs> Here <we are>. uh, <laughs> McQuaid's in the little chair I've got a, I've got a spotlight which I can hover over me at any point if I feel like I need to be dramatic about a point I'm making and we're uh, <laughs> we're like honestly we, we've got some beers we, we've got some beers on Frost, the go this Frost, is going to be a good, Frost, yeah. this Frost. is going to be a a good time over the next few days. I'm off to um, I'm off to the Bucks practice after this. As is Mike. Mike's just hoping to get in a couple of questions with Sir Thomas of Brady. Uh, we're getting a little bit of time, and you'll hear it later in the show with uh, K. Otten, who caught the winning touchdown from Tom Brady uh, last week, and uh, and also had a 20-yard catch on that drive, the the, the Brady rolling back the years drive. Uh, the guys that are going out to see the Seahawks, we'll hear from Phoebe Schechter in conversation with Ryan Neal, the Seahawks uh, defensive back, uh, who uh, is going to be yeah, apparently, she We got offered like three or four people, and because Phoebe in her classic Phoebe fashion was like, Leave it with me. Like, text one of the coaches on the Seahawks to ask which of the four people we've been offered would be the best talker. And they said to get Ryan Neal on. So, it should be a really good interview as well. Plus, we can talk about him facing Brady. Cade catching passes from Brady. Because it is Brady, Brady, Brady. The Brady Bowl. This week. However, we should, uh, we should plan this evening. which is You mentioned that you've been to the Bucks Bar, right? Yeah. Were you also aware that because of the international marketing agreement the NFL have, there is not only a Bucks Bar. There is not only a Seahawks bar, there is also a Panthers bar, a Patriots bar, and a Chiefs bar, because they've all got international. I um, think I think we do the five bars tonight. I think we tour <gasps> the five. Do a crawl. Yeah, we do a crawl of the five bars. How good would that be on, five bars, on the Insta? Mike, five I can see bars. it, I
2: can see it now. The IHMA bar crawl presented <laughs> by Will Gavin. Um, <laughs> the bars are crazy. Like like I seen the video of the Panthers bar, and last night on Thursday night it was even. It's like. I cannot believe it's fantastic to see so many fans, not just from Germany. Like, I was on a flight over here in Dublin. There was a lot of Americans coming in. A lot of people from the UK are here already as well. So they should do that in London for all the international teams. Absolutely. Bears, Niners, every weekend of these games.
0: And I think the difference between London and here as well is it's the centre of Munich's quite contained. Like, all those bars are within walking distance of each other, which doesn't always happen with the London games as well. And the thing is, like three million people tried to get tickets for this game. I went past the Allianz yesterday and our hotel is just down the road from it. And it's looking sensational already. I think the atmosphere is going to be phenomenal on Sunday. And actually, yeah, if they turned around and said, so Frankfurt next year, but we're going to do another game in Munich and then we're going to make it three and then we're going to make it four. Like Phoebe spends time out here quite a bit. Coaching football and working with the flag teams out here and some of the kind of semi pro teams out here. And she's saying that she sees more NFL fans in city centers like Munich than she does in London, for example. So I can see it growing pretty rapidly here. There was an the idea that language barrier was going to be a problem. Everyone speaks fluent English and we all try and muddle through with our GCSE
2: German. Come on, Michael, give us a little blast of your German. In, in, in bitte? Uh... A little. That that's Flugenhausen. lads, I like what I didn't das do GCSE German. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I I said it on a podcast <laughs> the other day as well, and I'm thinking now i I hope it's a word in German. <laughs> I Let's
0: think say. it might be flight house. I'm not hundred percent. I'll
2: Google it now while just by shot. Uh
3: when we were coming in, uh, Liv and I we were coming into Liv's my girlfriend, we're coming into uh, Munich today. Uh, I think I, I wanted to say please and I thought, Oh yeah, I remember the word for please. So I went after bleach. <laughs> Which, Which is not only the wrong way to say please in Dutch, but it's just not German in any way. And the, the, the customs guy, the police officer, passport dude, just looked at me and.
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm
3: speaking Dutch to a German in Bavaria. I,
0: I, I and wrongly. I, I walked into a place last night and they immediately went, hello. And I was like, oh, I'm that obviously English, am I? <laughs> I hadn't even opened my mouth yet. Uh, bitter is please. Yeah, I've, I've since found that out. Yeah, good. How I do thought, you order a pint I of a bit small.
2: I thought bitter meant small. No,
0: bisschen means small. I like, a... oh, yeah. sprechen Sie Deutsch, ein bisschen, a little.
2: I think bitter means you're welcome as you can, well. Yeah, so
0: you can use bitter. So yeah. uh, if someone says Dankeschön, you say bitter schön. It's like going, please, don't worry about it, rather
2: than just Whoa. saying. Auf <laughs> <laughs> geht's, let's go, isn't it? Auf geht's, yeah, yeah, really? yeah, Alf yeah gets.
0: nice, that's a good one. Uh, I can count to 12, I struggle after that <laughs> That is a good one <laughs> But after, go. Actually I can do like higher numbers as well But I just can't remember 13 through 19 That's like really bad isn't I mean, it
3: It's uh the high numbers like in French Like quarantine Yeah,
0: yeah so it's like uh, einen... no, vin- it, it, It's the other way So it's like dreitzig, dreitzig, drei yeah, yeah. It's 3 and 30 is how it's how they say. So it. there's
3: like Vantine, but the eighty in French is something weird, isn't it? Like uh, oh, quatre vingt. Quatre
0: vingt. Four 20s. Sounds really.
3: How mental is that? that. Um,
2: the
0: uh, uh, the only other thing I can remember is directions. Really, really specifically remember directions. All right, let's go like left and right. Uh, after Lincoln Center is on the left side. After Rechten Center is on the right side. <laughs> Rek, sorry, what? Rechten Center. Okay, good. Don't, don't, you don't want to get that. <laughs> your, your
2: pronunciation is really on point. Recht.
0: Rechten Center. Uh, Gegerade aus, means straight on. Über die Brücke, over the bridge. Uh, <laughs> uh, über die Brücke. Über uh, the
3: Your pronunciation coming from an Irishman who can't speak any <laughs>
0: any German whatsoever, but you've got the seal of approval. There was there were, Get a German. You probably sound like a complete Englishman. There was a sensational moment last night when we were in the keg, a bar just kind of down the road from where we're staying. Uh, and Michael came and met us. He'd been at a bit of a uh, kind of swanky NFL party with some of the people that are like promoting the game over Cla- here and stuff. Michael clanging he's pretty... names left, right, and centre. He was telling me Colleen Wolfe was there, Your and Rich Eisen, and, <laughs> and and oh, was and, was and, Mooch and Peter went, Schrager, Shrakes, and all Shrakes. the big names were there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's the circles you're
2: you're hanging around. Yeah, that's, in circ- that's where Michael on, moves. Old
3: necky neck. <laughs>
2: Rich eyes, and yeah, the neck just, just, just stuck my neck out, you know. No, it's um, <laughs> can you sign my neck? <laughs> <laughs> the, one thing I, the, the one thing I will say is, and this is for people maybe listening to this in the UK, Ireland, or across Europe. Um, the main presentation last night was on the future of the game here. I mean, there's I don't know if it's going to be four or five years down the line, but I think we're going to be here. Twice a year, doing this. Oh,
0: you, um, you very much kept saying to me last night after you'd been to that party, had several beers, and then came to meet us. Many times you went Dublin, five years within five years, Dublin, Dublin. The dream. You, the you dream. repeated it so many times, but there was also a sensational moment where it turned out that the keg, which is a very student-y bar that had karaoke on, and oh, it was hello. it was really good fun. We should go again. It's he, a good um, bar. he. Uh, it turned out that a couple of the bar staff were Irish. Emigrants uh, who were living and working in Munich, At the moment that realised that they were Irish, you know, they did that thing. Of, oh, you're from Mayo. You're from Lepperton. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just like <laughs> just went off. It was fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. Should we talk some football? Let's talk some football. Probably why people tune into the podcast. Although this is, yeah, this is very much the old vein. This is the <laughs> Tuesday morning football no, vein.
3: Don't,
2: don't, yeah, but we've replaced someone who's who's a dreadful human
3: being with. Nicky McNeck, who's a brilliant man.
2: Naki McNackerfist is the, <laughs> uh, the Munich team.
3: Uh, but football-wise, is this the first time that the top two in, a, in separate divisions will be playing in, in an international game? If last week the two teams were... It was the first time in London, which there's been 32 games, first time in London that two teams have had a winning record, but the Packers weren't top of the division... So surely, surely, don't call me Shirley, but surely that it must mean it's the first time and that we have two teams I don't know about mexico but i, I can't think i don't I don't think the um it was chiefs or it was at chiefs Chargers this week this year, but I don't think it's happened before where we've actually got two teams that are top of their divisions in a foreign country that's not the United States I think it's an I think it's amazing what a stroke of luck for. Uh, NFL Europe and, and the NFL itself that the Seahawks are relevant and good and have the best quarterback in the
2: league. I, I have a feeling that this game was originally going to be the Chiefs against uh, the Bucks, and then whenever Brady came back they had to change it for obvious reasons. You couldn't have Brady's final, potentially final game against Mahomes which has already happened now being in Germany but the thing is whenever that game was announced there was the whole excitement element of yeah it's Germany that's incredible what are the Seahawks going to be like without Russell Wilson? And by God, they have proven all of us wrong. They've been incredible. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Gino playing Sunday because he's had a hell of a season so far. He's
3: poised. He looks calm. He doesn't look flustered. He doesn't remind me of Bambi on ice anymore. And when you've got a really great rookie in Kenneth Walker III and two superb wideouts... I mean, DK Metcalf is... I think every game is. I, I just see him getting better and better and better. Uh, Tyler Lockett is a steady hand, and then backed up by Noah Fant, who they acquired in that trade. That trade now is looking so good. I mean,
2: oh, sorry, are you.
3: What's what's that? Oh, you're Broncos, I, aren't I, I'm you? I'm a Broncos fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say
2: this slowly under the microphone. Let's ride. Oh hey, God. My God, that but, like, was yeah, horrendous. They, 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 the, as it stands, they're winning that trade by a country mile. The Seahawks. Pete Carl, as it stands, in my opinion, wins number four games. He's in line to be coach of the year. I think what he's done with that team is in, it's just sensational.
0: They're also getting excellent play out of rookies. You mentioned Kenneth Walker the third already. I mean, they're, they're starting two rookie tackles. You shouldn't be able to start two rookie tackles and two rookie corners and be able to turn in a performance which currently tops the NFC West by two clear games. And yet somehow they are pulling it off. Uh, Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant have both been excellent so far this year. They're on a four-game winning streak on top of that. like It's a small sample size and it's the first really good draft, good deep draft that the Seahawks have had in years. But you do, yeah, I think most people questioned picking the elderly coach over the future Hall of Fame quarterback, even though his play had been down on recent years. They've been sensational. And then the Bucks. the Bucs are now top of the NFC South at four and five, despite the fact that we had, uh, well, we had Panthers-Falcons last night, 25-15. So we got in from the pub at about 2 a.m., 2.15 a.m. 2.30. And and so I watched the first, maybe half of the first quarter before falling asleep right in that bed there. Um, Yeah, I passed out quite sharpish, but I'm quite glad I did. It did not look like a good game of football when I watched the highlights back this morning. I still don't buy into their defense being fixed. The run defense, it was such a strength for them, but... Has not shown out so far this season. The line pl- backer play has had a big downturn. I think it's big for them that they've got defense. They've got much healthier again in the defensive backfield. They're going to have Carlton Davis back. They're going to have Sean Murphy Bunting fully healthy. Like those are really key things to the way that they operate. But the biggest question is going to be: We saw a vintage Brady drive to end the Rams game. That was just. Sensei, I think fifty fifth game winning drive of his career in a game where he went over a hundred thousand yards combined regular and postseason. That's just ridiculous numbers. I'm not buying that that wasn't just a one off. Like that, what that was? If you watch that drive back, which I did, in fact, just this morning before speaking to Kate Oton this afternoon, what Brady did so cleverly was even when. They were taking their time over the plays. Like they didn't, they weren't rushing. They weren't, like, sprinting up to the line, spiking all the... They were keeping the play going, and they were forcing the uh, the Rams' defense to not be allowed to substitute because of the way that they were running the no huddle. And what that meant was that he saw a defense he liked. He saw that he could get the sidelines. He did that 2K open with that first 20-yard pass. And he just went, right, I'm not letting these guys off the field and just play 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 it was very very methodical and it was like i just it just the brains of that man are ridiculous i just still don't buy that the body is there and i still don't buy that the rest of the team around him is there and so you know i don't know i, I, I kind of fancy the seahawks on sunday i'm not sure that the brain is all there <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> sorry, maybe, tom. maybe it is now sorry tom He's only about two miles away,
2: mate. Should well, we go and tell I'll him? Ask him in like an hour. Yeah, look, yeah, Tom, we're having a conversation. Is your head gone, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But he's he's looked,
3: um, and understandably with what's going on in his personal life, he's looked not quite with it totally this year. And then suddenly he, as you said, he switched into that Brady. We'll call it Brady mode. Uh, a bit like Fergie time, he switched into Brady mode, and um, he he pulled it out. Probably almost the season, not with the the strength of the NFC, but sort of the season's on the line, and he pulls it out. But the thing there, the, I don't think it's all been on him. The the issues, the the wideouts have been really bad. Like the amount of drop passes, hands, absolute hands of stone, hands of absolute stone. I I think. Mike Evans, who usually has really good hands, he dropped a really key pass on the first drive of the week before Panthers game against the Panthers. Um, he also dropped at least two that like I remember in the game against the Rams. Really easy passes, easy catches to make. And then Scotty Miller used, usually used to be quite reliable, open, wide open, and it, he decides to let it hit his helmet in the end zone. So there are things that, and factors that aren't helping. It's that old adage, isn't it, that when things aren't going your way, when things aren't quite right in camp or at home or whatever, everything else, it's like a snowball effect. Everything else starts to not go your way as well. Has that winning drive and that win, has that turned their entire season around? And will we see them run the table?
2: It's like that. It's like that in life, isn't it? If something happens to you, whether it's positive or negative, it always has that sort of domino or spin effect. And you can see that in his play. We're in week ten, and Brady has got ten passing touchdowns. Nanny Fournette has only rushed for four hundred yards. Like that's that's insane. The run game isn't there, but more so it's the consistency. Um, it, well, that, that last drive you're talking about last week was epic to watch as a, as a fan, as as a neutral watching the game. But did you not find
3: but when it's when it started, you saw the first couple of plays, it was a it, it felt a bit fantasy.
2: It was like he's like, it was like they're, he, he'll find a way here, but for me, it's it more inevitable. like think of that Cowboys <laughs> inevitable. Game. like that, that Cowboys game, uh, the game against the Panthers, parts of last week's game. To be fair, they're ha- and, like, he's definitely look, there's no point in saying otherwise, he's taking a step down, he's getting older. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I mean, that, that's fine, but it makes me think, and maybe somebody will ask him this later on because it's we're, we're in Europe and on, it's man. not like the US, somebody could say to him, Look. What is the plan long-term here? I think all, you should all, ask All him. these whispers about Miami and stuff, and it's like... Or maybe, maybe Will's team. Michael, I think <laughs> you should ask him. And here's, here's for why.
3: I don't think Brady knows particularly much, anything about accents. He may think you're German, and it's lost in translation. You might have a little pass. Maybe no. put maybe put on the accent. Chuck in a bitter. Un bitter? bitter? Yeah, chuck in a bitter and say, un bitter, bitter, Thomas.
2: Um... The thing about the Bucs last year... Like, last year, they were fun to watch on the offence. And their defence was just fantastic. But this year, the offence is not clicking. I hope it's a good game on Sunday. I hope the Bucs play well on Sunday. But I, like, and I'm like i going to throw in Simon Clancy here. We were talking to him on Tuesday. Clancy's picking the Seahawks, I'm nearly certain. Also... Will the will the curse of Clancy continue on this
0: week? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know whose hands he's shaken yet. Well, I
3: would say it's the curse. Is it the curse of Clancy? Could it be the the curse of Ollie Hunter? Ever
0: since he we pulled oh. out the old Rogers, I forgot about that. It could have been both of you as well. I, I, have you? So you've lost four on the bounce right now. Uh, have um, and the seals have won four on the bounce. Mentals coming to see a winning football team when you were fancied as the favourites from the NFC
3: yeah ridiculous uh it's it's been a huge fall from grace for everyone in that organization. If we don't win against the cowboys this weekend, I think I know the around the n f l guys have already put a fork in uh in Green Bay. You win that game against the cowboys, something could happen, but even losing that, Green Bay then have to win what can have my maths uh they a have lot to of games eight, at least eight of the next. I don't know how many games they have have to win a lot of games
2: William for the people listening in in the UK and Ireland uh, they can hear you on the radio on Sunday from the Munich, they arena.
0: can, they can the Allianz Arena, the Allianz arena. Uh, By Munich Stadium. We're going to be live on air from just before kick off, about twenty past two. We were originally doing a big like whole build up show, and then the EFL decided to move Burnley Blackburn from twelve to twelve thirty. So year. That's a, big, like a big year. Out, oh. going into the weekend, first v second, absolutely massive game. So tune in Sportsball we'll Two from midday. Listen to Burnley Blackburn, and then hear the big clash out here in Germany. Me and Phoebe Schecter. Uh, from the stadium, hopefully getting lots of guests on. I'm hoping that you guys will get a chance to come and join us while we're there as well. Do you want to? Are we gonna? Do you want to hear from the interviews that we did? Because you know we're we're all friends here, Gridiron Talksport, all kind of as one. So let's hear from uh, firstly Ryan Neal speaking with Phoebe Schechter and then Kato speaking with me.
1: So I'm gonna ask you probably the most important question that you're gonna be asked today. Oh God. Who is your favorite athletic trainer? There's only one real answer and it's a female. So don't get this wrong.
4: (laughs) Favorite athletic trainer and it's a female?
1: Yes, your choices are limited here.
4: Man, look, I'm going to go with the best combo ever, and that's mac and cheese and omelette hey, because I love there you them. Go. They're, they're my girls, man. <laughs> I love them both. That's that's my that's my dogs.
1: Absolutely. Well, Mac was the one that said to talk to you. Mac and I oh, yeah. roomies in Buffalo. Really? So, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. mac and cheese. Exactly. Shout out
4: to mac and cheese and omelette. I yeah. love them. I gave them nicknames. nickname. That's how you know I love them. I gave them straight nicknames.
1: I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, and then just, we can get this to pull up. There we go. <laughs> so, just kind of like looking into your history one of the things that stood out to me was you'd actually looked at stepping back from football Mm. in 2020 but said your girlfriend had convinced you to stay around I mean that's a really big decision and I know you've had a lot of adversity in your career Mm -hmm. I mean what did you like how'd you go from that and that decision and that thought process to now
4: being on a winning team and be a game changer in a system. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was crazy, man. I think after, you know, when I heard I was getting cut or whatever, I was just like, you know what, I've been, you know, working at it for three years, and I, I just feel like I was ready to start my life. I'm just like, man, you know, I mean, I gave him my best shot. I already, you know, beat the eyes and, you know, kind of already did some things and, you know, called my older brother who's like my mentor. I'm just like, yeah, man, I you know, I don't think I got anything left. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. just, I'm, I'm done giving it. My girl was just like, ah, I think I'm through with it, you know what I mean? But they both yeah. was just like, nah, like, what else would you rather be doing? Yeah. You know, you never know what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? It's the NFL for crying out loud. You just, you don't know. And then big bro was really important in that. He's just like, dude, opportunity comes in this league, people get hurt and stuff happens and you just never yeah. know when your chance gonna come. And it literally came three <laughs> games later. So I was just like, well, thank God and everything else just rest is history. You know what I mean? I came to the right place. It was the right place in my, in my mind, the right organization. Um, just loving to be myself.
1: Yeah, and I know, like, you know, at the moment we're in Men's Health Month, which is so important for yeah. so many people. And you talk about mindset and mm-hmm. how that played a role in, in what how you achieved getting to where you are now, because most people would face those obstacles and just turn around. But I think even starting as an undrafted free agent and Mm -hmm. making your way to literally being such a big game changer it's so cool for us to see.
4: Yeah, um, it's just, you know, it's it's like anything in life, you know what I mean? When you go on chasing dreams or you're trying to chase goals, I think the first thing people got to understand is that it's going to take a long time. No matter what it is, it's going to take a long time. Like never think anything's going to happen in a year or two. It could take three, it could take four, it could take five. But if you keep going, you're eventually going to win. But if you quit, then you're guaranteed you're not going to get there so it's just like anything you want to do just just stay down stay committed for the long haul because that's what it's going to take so that's just you know that's kind of how i look at it mm-hmm. um,
1: and kind of going into like we've all been impressed with gino this season and i know he's had a bunch of pressure on him mm-hmm. i mean how do you feel he's grown from a leadership perspective just from week one to now
4: right? i think it's just i think it's his journey it's his testimony yeah. you know what i mean it's the journey that made him and i think he was ready for this moment ever since you know last year when uh, three went down, he had to step in. Even then, you seen flashes. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, man. He, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's playing. He's playing ball. And. You know, I think in camp, it was just that mindset, like, no, this is on me. It's my time. You know what I mean? I, I stayed down. I've, you know, been in the backseat for a while, coming to New York, being that guy, and getting flushed out of there. And like you said, they wrote him off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, when you get to that point, it's like you get that opportunity. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to take it by the horns and just roll with it. And we're all happy for him. We're all rooting for him. And I think that honestly just made us gel together even better because it's like, no, nah, we all have an underdog story. Yeah. And it's just, we all just kind of relate to each other in that way. And just, you know, every time he steps on the field, it's like, nah, we in a dog fight for Gino, for the rest of the team, for everybody. So I think it's a cool thing, man. I'm proud of him for sure. I'm sure, you for can sure. definitely see
1: that out there, so, for which is awesome. Sure. Heck yeah. Now going more specifically to you and how you play, I mean. What mental preparation are you going through right now to play against an elite quarterback like
4: Brady? Well, I think the cool thing about Coach Carroll is that he always emphasizes that every week is a championship week. Every mm-hmm. week is the championship game, so the preparation don't change. You know what I mean? I tell people all the time no matter if it's a rookie quarterback, if it's the best quarterback ever, that's the championship quarterback that we are playing this week. You got to prepare like he's the best quarterback out there, and that's the same approach we're taking in this one. So for me, it's just you know keep doing what I'm doing, don't make nothing up, and just, just stay to the process and stay to what I've been doing, and let's just go play.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously we see you donning a lovely FC Bayern Munich hat or scarf. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> have you been able to get around at all, Man, see Munich? I,
4: shoot, or shoot, I will as soon as I get my butt back on that bus today. I mean, we've been kind of on a tight schedule, but, you know, today we're going to have a little free time, so I'm looking forward to getting out and about and just seeing the city, feeling the culture and feeling the people. Man, I'm excited.
1: That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then last one, just a bit of a fun one, like imagine if you guys had to move over here as a Seahawks, which one of your teammates do you think would fit best in Germany?
4: I can't say him. That's too obvious. Um, <laughs> not, yeah, not the yeah, German. Yeah, Come I on. can't. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. Who would fit in? I feel like Will Disley would fit in yeah. very well. I just feel like he has that personality. Like you can put him anywhere, and it's just like he's contagious. Like yeah. He's just, he's just going to fit in, and it's just going to be like nothing for him. So I would definitely say Will Disley, man. He just got that personality. He's a contagious person. Awesome. I love sure. it. Thank you so much you know, for this. No this problem. Is Thank you. <laughs>
0: So we're here at this beautiful Bayern Munich campus. Dogs have just had their walkthrough and Rookie end Cade on joins us. Cade, how's it feel
5: to be out in Germany? It's awesome. You know, I love the weather. It feels really good. It feels like football weather. And so uh, got to play in the, the beautiful arena and looking forward to going to the, the stadium tomorrow. Super excited. The guy who played
0: in the Pacific Northwest and had to go to Tampa knowing that this weather's much nicer for sport,
5: right? Yeah, I love it. It you know brings me back and it just feels really good to be out and about.
0: And what was it like turning up today and, you know, you're getting the police escort to practice. You see the number of media out here, fans outside, like seeing that fervor for the game.
5: Yeah, it's so cool. I think kind of isolated in the United States with football and like how much it means there, but super cool to see how the game's growing. And um, obviously there's an excitement around here for the game and uh, super pumped to see what the fans are like at the game on Sunday. So, talk to me about last Sunday. Uh,
0: What a moment for you. First touchdown in the NFL and to do it on a kind of classic Brady drive to go and win the game.
5: Yeah. uh, You know, I think in the moment, we are all just focused on doing our jobs. But once you take a step back, have some perspective, it's super surreal to be a part of that. You know, Like his 55th game-winning drive, just thinking about all the great things he's done throughout his career and just being able to to cap that off with the team and get the win was, was incredible.
0: Do you know you were getting the ball on the first pass let alone the touchdown
5: no i didn't um but you know each play we just try to get in the right spots and tom made a great read and delivered a great ball and uh that that got the drive started for us and it was huge
0: what's the kind of communication on the field at that point because to us we're seeing that that so quick fire You're not letting them substitute we're just seeing like that methodical thing so how are you guys communicating with each other in those moments
5: yeah we practice at a time pretty much every day we're Going through our no huddle communication and how we line up and what plays we want to run and so um, we're all just locked in focused on uh what what tom's calling where we need to line up what the situation is we need to get get out of bounds or get down call timeout all those things are going through our head and, um at the end of the game we were able to execute and get the win very cool moment and really cool to see Cam
0: cambray was on the sideline last week coming off the sidelines coming congratulations So you retweet a video of that like what does that say about this team, about Cam, about that kind of that
5: feeling amongst you? guys? Yeah, he's a great player. I've learned so much from him and also just an unreal teammate. Um, just just the excitement that he and everyone else had for me was, was so special and uh, just so so thankful to be a part of this awesome team. You get drafted here in Germany as well. It's almost like a little bit of a homecoming for you. Exactly. It, it feels like, you know, I'm kind of getting welcomed to where the NFL started for me and uh, I'll be excited to step foot in the, the stadium tomorrow, where it got announced, and uh, it'll be special for sure. When you did get announced for the Buccaneers, you knew you were going to be
0: coming there and working with Tom Brady, as we found out it was over the summer. What were your first interactions with him like? Because I always hear these great stories from people about like the first time they meet Tom Brady.
5: Yeah. Um, so I was coming back from an injury, and uh, he, he, was just, he introduced himself and just asked me about it. And... He said, "You you better get your rehab, and if you don't, I'll be mad. But if you do, I'll throw you a lot of touchdowns." So <laughs> that that was super cool of him. He he's a great teammate, great guy, and I, I've loved working with him.
0: I saw a tweet this week saying that uh, he was your age now when you were born. Like, what does that, like in terms of to see a teammate doing everything he's still doing now? That's got to be incredible to think.
5: Yeah, it's it's unreal when you when you think about it, but. I mean on the team he's he's like a great leader and one of the guys you know he's he's another teammate who, who leads us and works really hard and so we we don't really think about the age gap too much he's just a teammate. And just finally what did that win do last weekend for you guys we saw
0: last night I don't know if you all have been flying but Thursday night football means that you're now top of the division because of the Panthers getting the win over the Falcons how has that felt for maybe a momentum change of your season?
5: Yeah definitely huge to be on top of the division but I think just the the joy of getting a win was huge for us, you know, just been in a slump a little bit. But I think just having that that joy, that excitement and uh, just really looking forward to getting another one. Everyone's working hard and and that's always what we're working for, to win.
0: Any message for the many, many German fans and the fans across Europe coming out to watch the Bucks on Sunday?
5: Yeah, come out, be loud and we're super excited to see you guys.
0: Kato. Ryan Neal, how good Fuck she? She's so good. She's so good. She won't listen to this, so we're about, we're oh, okay. safe. Well, she... I'm telling you, I, she's, <laughs> she's, but she is so good. do She gets
3: because she's been there and done it. She gets stuff out of players that you and, and and she's really disarming as a as a human being anyway. But she gets stuff out of players that you and I would never get. So. Um, fair props. Fair props. Fair old, props. Fair props to the old Schechter.
2: Sheck Dog. Who's gonna win? I, I'm. I am taking the Seahawks at the weekend. I I think that, honestly, I think Gino balls out. 74% completion rate so far this season, leading the league in high high ranking stats. Honestly, I think the run game gets there, and I genuinely think that we are due a game in Europe, including London, which is a blowout. Because we had three games this year that were quite close. I'm going to say 34 to 17. Seattle. Wow.
0: They are like Seattle have the stats behind them. They are fourth in yards per game. They rush the ball well. They're good through the air. Like they, they are good on that side of the ball. I think the Bucks' defense improving is going to make a big difference. And do you know what? I'm sick of this Seahawks revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, so like, as a team, I'm, I'm ready for the Niners to bounce back. Seven of our last nine games at home this year. Only three against teams currently with winning records, including, of course, the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football for the last Thursday Night Football of the season. Tom Brady with a little bounce back last week. He's already been out here and done this before. He's won in London twice. He knows what it takes to travel across to Europe. They are the more professional, modern organization. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win a tight one. 27-24.
2: Jesus, imagine four, three, four games a season in Europe and they've been that close. First quarterback to play in four different countries. We, uh, so... No, you can so keep you this do, rings. Do do That's Canada the that's real stat. US, Mexico.
0: So he did Mexico. I didn't know he'd done
2: um, this. London. This is a country, of course. Of course, England, <laughs> UK. Um, <laughs> and Germany. Uh, and who knows? Maybe he'll play it he's 90 and he'll, he'll play in Dublin and... and, and Naples and Milan and Madrid. Naples, of all places,
0: the Curvo (laughs) Sud. I like the the way you went from from Dublin to Naples to Milan. Two very comparable cities, (laughs) of course, in their cuisine, in their their peoples, in their just, you know, their culture. <laughs> my two, Bennett. My two I think the Bucks will win. Um, Here we go. Two to
2: one against the
3: favorites. I, uh, Clancy's
2: Seahawks, so two and two. I should have asked. I mean, I asked all I mean you did pick.
0: that brilliant uh, graphic the first week that we did those picks, and then you've done nothing with it. So. Still nothing.
2: Absolute Still, shambles.
3: Honestly. I
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't have time. <laughs> I, I, I will, I, the plan is the graphic that went viral for Mr. Clancy, I think you as well, the Bengals graphic, uh, that's going to go out the night before the Super Bowl. But, next year but, we will i, we'll I do think a bunch of us might pick the colts as division winners <laughs> i definitely do so i think i think next year what we'll do is we'll Did do it we'll do a week by week and we'll do a running total so it's like we're not starting like week seven and we'll have it all oh, will's guest will 16 16 in week one <laughs> michael's oh, oh two and 14 cy Clancy's seven and whatever so yeah um leave that one with me gentlemen great pixel and uh you know, keep looking forward to uh hearing it. I mean, it's, it's funny that we're sort of all on different pages here, so you both think the Bucks are going to win. Yeah, the
3: I think, actually, the Bucks will win quite convincingly. I'm going to go 32-17.
2: What's the plan the next few days? So we're, we're recording this on the Friday evening.
0: Yeah, we really need to get over to the Bucks, like, now-ish. I didn't realize quite how late it had gotten, so we need to pack up and go.
2: We uh, have to pack up and go.
0: Uh, we have the... Tomorrow, today we're at the uh, training, and plus we've got a couple of events to go to. Uh, I don't. Why am I am I holding the train There's a new what? magazine Excellent. coming out
2: soon, so you can get a subscription now, uh, and there's loads of great content.
0: <laughs> Sorry, what was on your one? It's the Packers one. Packers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Tomorrow we are just spending some time in Germany. Really if not. anyone, if anyone happens to listen to us on wherever, I know some people are flying in on Saturday. I've already had a few fans hit us up on Twitter. As it is, I know we're going to meet up with Neil Dutton, who's the great fantasy football writer and podcaster. So he's going to. Uh, we're going to go for a beer with him on Saturday. So we're going to. I'm going to do a little kind of NFL UK meetup in. in not nothing kind of official, but just DM. And let us know where you're gonna be and we'll end up all in the Odium Platz and having a great time. We'll do the crawl. And then Sunday we're at the game. I'll get Are you going to the uh are you going to the Sports Illustrated pie, Mike? I've I... heard that you're the kind of swanky man that gets invited <laughs> to such things. It literally says celebrities and VIPs <laughs> on the uh on the email. So I reckon the
2: next there. Well, he's a celebrity in Denver now, so... where Where is the party? Like, and when is it? Tonight, or, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, sorry. Where is...
3: Where? Uh, where is I, I don't Alf know. Alf gets
2: the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's
0: go. Uh, thank you for listening and for watching. If you did so, apologise for the lo-fi uh, hotel room ambiance. But, you know, maybe on Sunday we'll get a chance to do a little recap, maybe, from either the stadium or, or possibly... Yeah, just throwing some bits out there. Let's let's see what we can do. Uh, but in the meantime, listening, watching, keep following on the socials. Mike's been brilliant. This has been the Gridiron Show.